Oh yeah. Cool. Warp Cusp. Warp ten, Mr. Sulu. Alright. <laughs> Wait, but but yes. you time travel if you go warp ten. Only if you slingshot around the sun, baby. <laughs> Come out goo on the other side. <laughs> Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Faking Movies. My goodness, this is quite an event. Uh, This is going to (laughs) be somewhat of an anniversary spectacular for us. Uh, We're releasing this one unnumbered uh, just because we don't know when it's going to come out. Um, Yep. But, guys, we did it. We watched Star Trek. <laughs> we watched <laughs> a lot of Star, of Star Trek. Trek. We watched some of them together mm-hmm. and some of them apart. And this some of them the... none at all. Yeah, mm. This is the most longitudinal watch series we've done in a long When time. did we start calling this shot? Mm. Camping? <laughs> Was it camping? <laughs> That's almost a year ago. Like nearly a year ago? Yeah. Oh my god. No, like so. no, dude. We were talking about we were talking about our panic over this during camping because we weren't far enough along. Right. Yeah, mm. true. Okay. I think so okay. years then. <laughs> yeah. So just, just to catch people up, what, what we're we kind of dancing around is I think maybe pretty early on in the pandemic, we decided for our two hundredth ish episode we should watch all the Star Trek movies. Of which there are thirteen. There are 13, because we were like, let's watch all six original series movies, let's watch the four next-gen movies, and then we'll watch the three Kelvinverse movies. And we'll talk about it, and we'll watch them all together, and we have like a whole year to watch 13 movies. Of course we'll do it. So flash <laughs> forward to like fucking August, and we're like three movies in, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck. We fucked up. <laughs> like, like, how are we going to watch a different movie every week, and a Star Trek, and our own movies? To and, be fair, it's and just, just life. And, and just we, have and life. life yeah. yeah, we did have so much time though. Like we could have easily pulled this off. I think but... the problem was we were so committed for a long time to the idea of watching them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, over yeah. over streaming, of course, because yeah. well, mm-hmm. one, we all live in different places, and two, <laughs> pandemic. It's not cool to um, breathe on people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. But a couple weeks ago, we kind of collapsed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just kind of gave in to the thought that like. We're not going to be able to watch all all 13 of these. (laughs) So we've settled on the original series six movies only. Which Mm -hmm. is also a lot, listener at home. (laughs) Yeah, it's still a lot of movies. And not even all of them are enjoyable. So like... Yeah, I would say half of of them are not. Yeah, It's it's a very clear divide, I think. We will talk about this throughout the episode. But like, I think there's a, a... even the ones I don't enjoy, I like a lot of things about them. So there's there's very little that I actually hate about these movies. And I think I think my list of which ones are better is different. I mean, mm. two of them are the same, but yeah, I I think there's like a we'll do a power ranking in a little bit. I think mm. there's a pretty uh, wide consensus throughout the rest of the world what the best one is. And I know in this group, it's not necessarily going to play out that way. Mm. Um, 
But I think the bottom end tends to be pretty consistent. Yeah, you might be surprised. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Uh, I do want to throw this out here right now. Uh, a show that uh, we all really like and listen to is currently doing <laughs> the exact same thing on their Patreon, which mm-hmm. I pay money to. So blank check with Griffin and David. Mm-hmm. That's a good. You didn't have the damn idea first, but you sure did beat us to it. Um, yep. So <laughs> amazingly, <laughs> I'm really. By the way, everybody, uh, I'm really enjoying their watch-alongs. Uh, so you should give them some money and check them out. Yeah. Also, give us money. Also, check it just because, because we have no avenue for people to do that. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that was on the table. Yeah. I think everybody who knows us is friends with us on Venmo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot that uh, the only listeners are people we actually are friends with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, our numbers are going down unless Kiwi 2 is dead. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she'll, I mean, she, they're all pieces of shit, but. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, ma- yeah. Yeah, yeah, we kind of turned on them, huh? Oops. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, we've never been fans of the monarchy. We've been I... telling her to cut it out for a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe she's slowly poisoning Philip. <laughs> Does she really need to slowly poison him? He's 99. I think if he died, they would just be like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If she's slowly poisoning, it's not fucking working. <laughs> See, that's... that's... <laughs> she started in 1962. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what is this goddamn poison? <laughs> so actually, she's been bolstered. It's like you take a little bit of poison every day and you end up with an immunity uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's Iocane powder. <laughs> the, yeah. the homeopathy of poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out our Twitter before we forget. Um, mm-hmm. It will not be Star Trek themed in any way. Uh, but Marielle does work really hard, so I don't know why you need her to make this extra special, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Who asked for this? It's uh, it's at Faking Movies, just so we don't forget. Um, okay, so yeah. let's get into things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring this up very early on, because I think there's going to be uh, different answers around the group. Do you like Star Trek? <laughs> And Just why? Right to it. Did you, did you do you have a relationship with Star Trek other than this this failed endeavor? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what? What do we all feel about? We should start with Seth, probably on that. Uh, one. I mean, categorically, yes. I love communist utopias. Mm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But that that ain't seem- no monarchy in Star Trek. Mm. Yeah, or if sure they enough. do interact with a the monarchy, they usually kill it. That's true. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. It 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 for me is a comfort show, especially Next Generation, um, of which they, we didn't watch for this project. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> but but I mean, we've we've talked about in the past in episode sixty nine. Nice um, mm, friend of the show, Sarah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek Four is my favorite movie, um, and I don't know. I just it's it's one of those that I guess I didn't. Like I watched it when it was on TV, right? Growing up, um, but it it has become just sort of a comfort thing, especially when I was like working on my dissertation, or um, you know, in these pandemic times, if I need to turn off my brain, because you know, there's there's that that um, why everybody rewatches the same things over and over again is because then you can can just have a comforting noise in the background instead of um instead of having to critically think or pay attention or whatever and it's mm-hmm. been very useful for me and plus you know it's it's uh, now granted it's not 
actual science, but it's science, right? It's all it's all science oriented. It's, it's yeah, it's, like yeah. the the big thing, the big Star Trek pop science uh, writing takeaway is always like, look at whatever Star Trek uh, uh, inspired all these uh, people to get into the sciences to Ab- invent things. I mean, to, yeah, in in uh, I think. Uh, maybe maybe nine months ago or something, they finally unveiled that they had invented transparent aluminum, right? No, <gasps> really, right? <Damn. laughs> and and it so it's it's like inspirational, even though a lot of it is really shitty. But it is you know there's there's a, there's a there's a lot of racism. We know Gene Roddenberry wasn't the best dude, mm. um, uh, but also you know it, it and 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 uh, of course Shatner's a piece of shit. But almost everybody else involved. <laughs> I have good. recently found out though that like a lot of the things that I assumed made Shatner a piece of shit were related to his Twitter account, and he has zero uh, input. Really, hmm. it's apparently his daughter oh. that runs it. And I mean, maybe he, you know, has to sign off on things, but like he's mm-hmm. not writing or engaging with people, yeah, directly huh. anymore. Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm. I don't know. I, I I like it, obviously, and I use it as a comfort thing. And um, I I think that it, even and especially like the other series, get into more like political issues or you know, fighting an endless war, cough cough, um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, I think it's I think it's good. So that's that's yeah. my take. Cool. All right, Zach. Mm, yeah. So. I wouldn't say that so I... So we're shit sandwiching this one? Yeah, that... we are. I, <laughs> I think probably, good. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not that I dislike it. It is slow uh, and boring, though, a lot of the time. It yes. certainly can be, yeah. <laughs> I Well, yeah, I guess I should preface. I have... Uh, well, okay, so my relationship with it... Uh, my mom really liked the original series and used to watch it on TV mm. when oh, I was I, a kid. I, I, wait, I should jump back. I don't like the original series very much at all. Ooh, sure. Hard for disagree, her, was, but I'm, we'll, we'll, I'm, I can talk about that on my I'm a turn. TNG yeah. boy. And then, yeah. and well, then... it was when you were a kid. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. my mom likes the OG because she was growing up yeah. in that time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so I was exposed to it, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I didn't like have any friends that really were into it. So I didn't it, it didn't affect my life very much. Right, because um, you didn't hang out with nerds. I would say, interestingly, Until, yeah. if you did like it a lot, you may have been able to end that sentence a little sooner. I didn't really have any friends. Have any friends? Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, my whole life. Scathing Seth critiques right now. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then when I got to grad school uh, in a nerd field, uh, all of my grad school friends were into it, so... This is when I started getting in or trying to get into TNG. Mm-hmm. And as everyone just mentioned, it is crushingly slow. And I could not get the, past the like, first season. The first is season really is slow. trash yeah. because yeah. the yeah. first season is essentially like the OG. Yeah. To me. And uh, yeah. And so I, I like the Kelvin verse ones because they're basically like new age superhero movies. Like they're mm-hmm. not really in the spirit of the old thing at all. The science um, action. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think, and I think, unfortunately, I fell prey to uh, people compare it with Star Wars all the time, famously, mm-hmm. um, just because they're space things. Yeah, uh, and science, they have a yeah science fiction and science fantasy. That's always the, the... sure. And they're they're certainly the two most prominent mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. big sci-fi. Yeah, nobody likes Battlestar franchises. Galactica. And nobody oh, I actually really like Battlestar Galactica. Well, yeah, <laughs> the new one. <laughs> and 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 nobody likes Sequest. 
Well, that's a true statement. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like the the fast cancellation of Sequest would uh, certainly speak to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was a and still am a massive Star Wars fan, and so I think I fell prey stupidly to that when they can sort of coexist. There's no need to like be in one camp or the other. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch Star Trek, they they scratch different itches for me. They yep. do. They do absolutely. I think the problem for me is every time I watch Star Trek, I just, I, in my head go like, oh fuck, I should watch Star Wars. <laughs> like that's the prevailing emotion mm-hmm. for that thing. So, oh, I have yeah. such, yeah, I, I have such different moods where one is the thing I need and one, sure. and, you know, sure. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That said, uh, I mean, Seth mentioned four is his favorite movie. We'll get into power rankings later. I did watch four, uh, in grad school with my grad school, uh, research group. And it fucking blew my tits off. I was just like, they were like, you are not going to think that this, like, if, whatever you think a Star Trek movie is, you're going to be surprised. And I was just like, the whole time, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? This is amazing. Can't agree more. I mean, yeah. we, could, I'll talk, we could talk about this more. My, my, like, different experiences with four. One of them includes a party at Seth's house years ago. Yeah. But like, yeah. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one really got me going, and then of course watching all these, none of them is for, um, but uh, yeah, I think I have I an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, certainly talking to people that enjoy it, like Seth, uh, it gives you, when you can see what other people like in it, you can like appreciate it, at least for what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's mostly lack of exposure for me. It just, I, it wasn't yeah. a thing I was yeah. around. So. And like, you're, you're more than welcome to not enjoy it. Like that's <laughs> pieces of it. Again, I haven't watched any of the yeah, shows and, to any degree. So. Yeah, the shows the shows are somewhat hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are yeah eight hundred of them. So. The shows are 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 for sure increasingly like the mm-hmm. best version of the best and worst things of monsters of the of a monster of the week format of like mm-hmm. yeah. sure Absolutely. there's a little bit of of carryover in plotting, but like. Some episodes are going to be pretty rough and yeah. some episodes are going to be great. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is neither here nor there, but uh, I know people really did not enjoy Discovery, but people kind of liked Spock. Is that true? The new ones on CBS? I oh, Picard, you mean? The new ones. Picard, yes. Yeah, I, Spock, you know, I, I haven't either because I re- refuse to get CBS All Access. Yeah, um, sure. I hear good things. Uh, yeah, about I, I the, hear this... very good things about Picard and yeah. Discovery also. But yeah, um, after the first season. But the thing is that uh, people dislike Discovery because it wasn't classic, right? Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't the same. Like, like it has the same sort of ideas, but it does it in a very different way. Yeah, and so which you is know, the whole premise of every single Star Trek I, series. I know, but you know, <laughs> people people is... get rooted in their ways, and they refuse to accept. Like, like so, yeah. the, the the Star Wars analog would be like the Mandalorian, for instance, which is not that similar to a lot of other Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Or even seven, eight, and nine, people vehemently dislike oh, those yeah. because it's well, not Lucas and it's not whatever they. Well, thought it was people be. dislike seven, eight, nine because they're they're fucking misogynist trash yeah but a little horny yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> not even bringing the prequels into it because jesus christ yeah, anyway that's... we're not talking about star wars <laughs> lee what's your experience thank you yeah star we're trash. not um, <laughs> just i did just want to bring up one more thing uh did you zach what 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 do you remember what uh your wedding gift to seth was uh oh a laser disc of star trek 4 yes yeah. i think sure you is. cannot watch but can most, let me tell you folks i have purchased 
dozens of laser discs in my life and i think that was the most i've ever paid for a laser oh, disc. wow <laughs> wow that's great it's yeah. i mean it's on, it's 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 on one of my bookshelves i have it like displayed Excellent. it is very prominently displayed in your, nice, in your current like, place like yeah mm-hmm. piece. yeah yeah the mm-hmm. giant size of the thing yeah I mean, we, people put fucking records on the wall why not a laser disc sure. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so okay mm-hmm. my entry into star trek is kind of i feel like it's totally the, a flipped version of sets almost a, a mirror mirror version if you will oh <laughs> good idea it probably makes sense because i have a beard and you don't <laughs> yeah i, I kind of do i don't i don't know like okay but you have good <laughs> hair and i don't so you have good hair it's just different um no, it's, it's you know now that i think about it it's kind of weird that there's not any mirror mirror stuff in the star trek movies being such like a, a touchstone for the original series yeah but... it does show up a lot in deep space nine actually every single oh. season of deep space nine has a mirror mirror episode feels like going to the well too much but i'm not i've yeah. never watched deep space nine so. i i i agree i thought it was a little a little heavy-handed but that's not in, if i could do if i could translate that into doctor who it was uh the weeping angels keep coming back yeah. and stop mm-hmm. being special yep um zach for for your information mirror mirror is like an alternate history version that where everybody had beards and it was in, that's oh, how you knew they were evil with, with the beards thing okay yeah yeah it's it's the uh, thing that started that trope oh okay um so because so, it was cheap because it was cheap it's a yeah. cheap way to make the same character a different character and so right. evil sense, evil yeah. kirk and evil spock had little shitty goatees Ooh, yeah i don't love that picture in that in my head. <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah um so my star trek uh so journeys journeys yeah <laughs> um uh, voyage um, no, I, I grew up, nope. the thing, the one that I would see on TV as a little kid was TNG in, um, in syndication when yep. I got home from school. And I thought it was just so dull. I didn't give a shit about this British guy. Like, yeah. but then when I got to be just a little bit older, maybe like seven or eight, one of my, my aunts, my aunt Marge, uh, fucking lived and died for the original series. And oh. she had this VHS box set of all the movies and I just remember one summer as a little kid, just like crushing these. Mo- and I was hard into Star Wars at the time. And like, I'm like, and the first, I didn't watch the was first Was it the box first. set that had like all the planets on it? Because yes. I had that same one. And then yep. six wouldn't fit in the box. So you just had to have like six kind of on the side. It's sitting. Uh, yeah, because five was originally going to be the last one. They didn't plan um, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, uh, I was hard into Star Wars at this point, and like, thankfully, I didn't watch the first Star Trek movie first because I think it would have lost me. But I started yeah. with two, and mm-hmm. you know, worked my way up through, and then circled back around to one. And like, there were things about it I liked, things about it I didn't. And then a couple years later, having like watched the movies over and over and over again, is when uh, Sci-Fi started showing reruns of uh, the original series, and I got full hooked on the original series. I love the dumb like ah contemporary cold war politics in space uh also one of these guys is gonna kiss a bunch of ladies Ooh, this is cool (laughs) like or or i love the stupid like side episodes where one of the other crew members is the main focus and it's like oh look at this character development that will be erased in the next episode because they are not kirk or spock like yep uh, (laughs) that is weird with all of the 
infinite time they had to do anything, it does seem sort of singularly focused on. And there's so well, many the, interesting characters. Like, why would the original they just series out? only lasted for three seasons, mm-hmm. and it oh. barely made it. Like, it, it kept almost mm-hmm. not existing yeah, the they, entire oh, time oh. it was on. I believe there was mm-hmm. a big space between the first and the second seasons because they had been canceled and were resurrected. Oh. Due to fan letter writing campaigns, precisely. Hey, so like the it it hit it barely squeaked by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think my favorite thing about the original series behind the scenes uh, is, well, one of them I think is really cool, and one of them is really funny. The really funny one is uh, Lucille Ball's production company originally funded Star Trek. And it's because she was looking through the slush pile of, of pitches and just saw the title and thought it was a travel show with celebrities and didn't like. Oh, shit. Wonderful. <laughs> I love that. And then she was like, you know, smoking a Chesterfield and like, Ricky, what's this? What did we pay for? Oh, cool. That's cool. not that's not nice. Lucille Ball's amazing. Um, yeah, she is a hero. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other one is, uh, I found this out recently, um, Whoopi Goldberg was inspired to become an actress by Star Trek, because she was watching TV, just sitting on the floor as a kid, and Uhura was on the screen, and she ran around her house, Mm -hmm. telling everybody, look, there's a black lady on TV, and she's not a maid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a weirdly diverse cast uh, for that time period. Extremely diverse, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there were supposed they had a to be Scottish more... guy in there. <laughs> well, a Canadian guy playing a Scottish guy. But... Oh, you don't say. Who is missing two of the fingers on his hand because he lost them in Normandy. Yeah, he's Holy part of the D-Day shit. invasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that old bastard. DeForest wow. Kelly is also a, a World War II veteran. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Damn. <laughs> yeah, that like, everybody in that is very, and you know, George Takei grew up in a uh, in a concentration camp. Oh, right, mm-hmm. in internment camp, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He talks about that a bunch. Uh, a U.S. internment camp. We always gloss mm. over this, but it we we did that to our own citizens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty shitty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the original series kind of was like this. This it calms me in a way. Like that's it's like my warm and cozy mm-hmm. kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, as I like started watching, like I got I got into eventually next generation watching the movies Mm -hmm. and i I got a little more my head wrapped around what that was all about a little better and i think as i was a little older it it worked better for me but i'll always go back to like the dumb bluster of the original series i can can see that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. because it's like there's there's action but all the action is in is like sitting around a negotiating table Mm -hmm. and then every once in a while somebody throws a punch like your your age delineation really makes sense because yeah when i was trying to watch them as a kid i remember just being like again i I think this is a fair comparison to star wars where there's like fucking x-wing battles and lightsaber fights and all of the action in star trek is just like they shoot at a ship and the ship blows up (laughs) and that's like it or it doesn't or they don't, yeah. It's all diplomacy, as you Or sometimes it, so, it's yeah. a cloud in space or an all-powerful child yeah. who thinks they're playing a game. Yeah. Or like, And there's no actual interpersonal battle. Lot. It's just like they just phase a guy and then they're gone. Like in- Sometimes it's a weird door into the past. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, that Nazi episode. Oh, the City on the Edge of Forever? Mm-hmm. Is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, 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 um, Deep Space Nine, the, the series, has a lot more human-to-human fighting. There's a lot okay. because okay. there's there's a lot of that, especially once you get the Klingons involved. Um, 
Yeah. I guess, I mean, it makes sense for the original series if there were money troubles, but the movies were, like, surprisingly well-funded, as I recall. Or a lot of them were. Well, so the first one had a giant budget, and yeah. it did make tons of money. But it was, like, like $60 million or something that yeah. they spent like on it, it? Yeah. The net wasn't huge. It wasn't, right. the net wasn't as big as they wanted. Yeah, budget, and budget they, was $44 million and the box office was 139 one thirty nine, which in like that's international. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's still really good for them. Yeah. So like, what what happened was they were just gonna like, uh, I don't know. We still have this license. We might as well make one, but we have to try to do it a lot cheaper this time. And that's right. when they made Wrath of Khan and brought in people who weren't Star Trek lifers to mm-hmm. make Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sure. There was and, they were weirdly spaced out too, right? Like, I mean, it happens over the course of twenty years. I think. Is it- yeah, so mm-hmm. seventy nine is the motion correct. picture, and then mm-hmm. six is ninety one. Uh, oh, okay, correct. so so only like twelve years then. That's actually pretty tight. Okay, yeah. But from the the end of the original series up to the first movie, it's like oh it's yeah, a long a time. I don't even remember. It's like yeah. fifteen years or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and the story there was like as you guys mentioned, the original series was not as popular at the time, but then grew in popularity. Now is obviously like hugely in the zeitgeist. It was but... in syndication. It was a cheap thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was cheap to syndicate, so it mm-hmm. was just always on tv and sci-fi also picked up as a genre i feel like and then you know i I can only imagine that people as they got more into uh, whatever else was around that then they were like oh what's this other thing that looks like this stuff that i already like so Mm -hmm. yeah well with that in mind should we jump into uh like just a hyper quick rundown of what the the six movies are Uh, i would love that yeah watch the first one Six fucking months ago. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the first... I can I can dome it unless you want to do all the IMDb's. I mean, uh, I would have to find them immediately. Well, That's then not... I can dome it. Yeah, <laughs> straight off that dome, baby. Yeah. So the first one is um, 2001: A Space Odyssey, but not as good. This is exactly the granularity of description I was yep. hoping for. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do now recall. You are right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, everything looks different than the original series, uh, oh, and yeah. there's a space probe that's you know become sentient, mm-hmm. and it's a probe from Earth's past, and like all kinds of crazy shit happens. <laughs> they were and resurrecting it's... the series, and they just made 2001. Yeah, <laughs> you had all the options awesome, of the yeah. world. And just with like long loving sequences where nothing happens, which yes. I really appreciate, but also 2001 is way better. Mm-hmm. Sure, yes. <laughs> uh, two is Wrath of Khan, and uh, it's a villain from the original series comes back and basically has a naval battle in space with Captain Kirk, where they never, uh, they weren't even in the same room at any point during filming. That's true. It is kind of a submarine movie, and we just covered that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like that one more. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three is the search for Spock. Uh, at the end of two, Spock uh, sacrifices himself, but Leonard Nimoy got talked into coming back, even though he wanted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he directs three. Um, yep. <laughs> and the plot is: it turns out there's a way that Vulcans can become resurrected, and uh, it's all bringing Spock back to life, and also. Fighting Klingons uh, with Christopher Lloyd, yep, uh, being very hammy, uh, <laughs> and uh, the the one of the plot devices from the previous movie is hyper important to this one. It's a it's a terraforming project essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. yep, the Genesis uh, the, torpedo, the, the Genesis project. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> four is the voyage home. Seth's aforementioned favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a space probe again uh-huh. um, oh, yeah. <laughs> is destroying out. the Earth 
uh, and they need to, the, the Enterprise crew in a Klingon bird of prey, uh, oh, yeah. warps himself back in time, slingshotting around the sun. They go to 1980s San Francisco. It's a whole fish out of water, oh, wonderful it's, nonsense. It's just perfect in every There's way. Yeah. whales and environmentalism, and Nimoy directed this one too. And he's <laughs> an uh, environmentalist, so... Uh, yes, absolutely. Like his Very whole thing, so. I think that's the reason why he, just, he was willing to come back, was because so he could... Uh, so this is Nimoy's Barb and Star. Just nobody told Nimoy no. <laughs> and Star Trek Four was pretty out of much yeah, kind of, beautiful yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually overruled a lot of stuff. I think we talked about this oh. in episode sixty nine. Nice, but like <laughs> one of the original pitch was they were going to go back in time and interact with Eddie Murphy playing uh, Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit! Because <laughs> those were the two big movie franchises that Paramount owned at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, Star Trek and any like real world thing crossover i mean i guess the san francisco part's in there but like god damn that would have been insane (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. jesus uh so they you know they have to travel back in time to save the world essentially um Mm -hmm. five was intended to be the finale of the film series and it was just really (laughs) bad uh shatner directed this one uh they uh the crew gets hijacked by Spock's religious zealot brother mm-hmm. and they travel to the center of the galaxy and fight God or something. Or something. Yeah. It, so or I, something is very, very important mm-hmm. to that description. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna betray the ranking thing, but I wrote them all down and then rated them, and on five I said, honestly don't remember. I truly like that is just erased from my mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. I think that's for the best. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> And then six uh, is the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, five was called uh, the, the uh, Final, Final Frontier, Frontier mm-hmm. which really Ish. sounds like the last one. <laughs> uh, six is the Undiscovered Country. It's the crew is back for one more heist. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. They, they talk about retiring the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and, tired. And they brought, back, yeah. <laughs> they brought back the director of, of two, The Wrath of Khan, um, mm-hmm. Nicholas Mayer. Meyer? Yeah, Meyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this one is, uh, uh, it's diplomacy. It's, uh, the cold war is over. There's a murder mystery involved and it's, a prison it's a break. Drama. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, as, uh, I think as Zach said, when he was watching it, uh, Kirkwood Smith, uh, the dad from that 70s show can fucking get it in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. He plays the president of the Federation and he looks crazy. Yeah. He, he, he is in a lot of, uh, Star Trek. Uh, yeah you mentioned yeah he plays a Cardassian in ds9 he plays a a weird guy with a time ship in voyager it's all over (laughs) so he's multi-generational through yeah fun and and we noticed in this watch through i know i noticed for the first time michael dorn who plays Worf Mm -hmm. in next generation is in six playing a character named Worf, who is supposed to be the grandfather of his next generation character yeah and he's kind of like the atticus finch of the movie yeah mm -hmm. Uh, it's very confusing I, I I did get the IMDb's up. Do you wanna Do you wanna hear those real quick, or do you not? Care? If you think they're funny, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually read. Are there any, any of them. bad ones? <laughs> um, I mean, they're one sentence long, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Sure. All right. And it's like maybe toss the score in there. Yep. Oh right. yeah. So, uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, the first one. When an alien spacecraft of enormous power is spotted approaching Earth, Admiral James T. Kirk resumes command of the overhauled USS Enterprise in order to intercept it. It's a big sentence. Also, character names, but forgivable in this yeah. very specific case. Yeah, I think it, I think in in things like Star Trek and Star Wars, yeah. you can throw out character names. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, this one had a six point four. Okay. 
Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. With the assistance of the Enterprise crew, Admiral Kirk must stop an old nemesis, Kong Noonan Singh, from using the life-generating Genesis device as the ultimate weapon. Oh, jeez. See, there we didn't need character names, but... Uh... Mm, <laughs> and yeah. Khan, of course, played by Ricardo Montalban, mm-hmm. um, a Mexican actor who uh, they... Less so in the movie, uh, but certainly on the show, Brown faced up to play a Sikh man. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, and that has a 7.7. 7. Oh, shit. Um, I'm honestly surprised it's that low. Uh, really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, it has a lot of votes, though. It has over 100,000. Um, I feel like that is canonically the one that people say is like the good one, quote unquote. This is, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. what I was alluding to mm. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, Admiral Kirk and his bridge crew risk their careers stealing the decommissioned USS Enterprise to return to the restricted Genesis planet to recover Spock's body. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that one has a 6.7. A little high, I would say, for that one, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit, a little bit. In that one, Kirk's son, who we just learned about existing in the previous movie, gets killed. Yep. (laughs) And then they kind of drop that storyline until the sixth one. This is one of my major critiques of the series. Yeah, yes. they, they sure they sure did. Um, yep. Who are these people? Do I care about them? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. To save Earth from an alien probe, Admiral James D. Kirk probes. and his fugitive crew go back in time to San Francisco in 1986 to retrieve the only beings that can communicate with it, colon, humpback whales. <laughs> so good it's so good you guys it yeah. really is uh, i do like that they're always fucking renegades too very rarely are they like given a mission and then they just do the fucking thing <laughs> yeah i mean on the show it was less that but they were still always breaking breaking all of the sure. rules yeah. the prime direct it's like this we can't break the prime directive it's like yeah. you did that in uh, every episode <laughs> how are you not fired already yeah. this is crazy it's, it's true. because they're out in the space hinterlands you yeah, know it's they're, like, they're yeah, on the they're frontier on... it's frontier uh mm. frontier justice and stuff no rules just right yeah. uh so that yeah. at a 7.3 uh oh, so okay uh-huh uh star trek 5 the final frontier captain kirk and his crew must deal with mr spock's long-lost half-brother who hijacks the enterprise for an obsessive search for god at the center of the galaxy <laughs> Cybok. His name is Cybok. It is, is it is Cybok. amazing. That's maybe the best thing uh. about the movie. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stuff out of that movie that I enjoyed. Um <laughs> like in a yeah, because it's ridiculous. Um anyway, that is a five point five. Ooh, down there. Yep. Um yep. and Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country, on the eve of retirement. Uh, Kirk and McCoy are charged with assassinating the Klingon High Chancellor and imprisoned. The Enterprise crew must help them escape to thwart a conspiracy aimed at sabotaging the last best hope for peace. Sure enough. That was two sentences and oh boy, (laughs) barely that. It wasn't wrong. It was just poorly written. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking about this. Like five was so bad that they couldn't capstone it with that and they had to make a six one. Yeah, essentially. Kind of, yeah. like, so many horror franchises are explained by the same principle. principle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the Except they keep failing over and over yeah. again. <laughs> and like the next person's like, I'm going to fucking put the nail in this coffin. We're going to be done with this shit. And that's why we have fucking seven Saw movies. <laughs> yeah. And that's a 7.2. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, mm-hmm. That's pretty high. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the old adage was always the even numbered Trek movies are the good ones, mm-hmm. and the yeah. IMDb votes seem to agree. Yes. Yeah. Largely. I don't quite agree. Mm-hmm. So you want to bust out some quick power rankings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You guys go first. Okay. I'll go. In order from best to worst, I'm going to go four, mm-hmm. six, Super. two, Three, one, and five. Okay. You took my exact ordering. That is dead on. Oh, wow. Damn. Interesting. I One was my lowest until we got to five. Like, one was just irredeemable, and then five was so stupid that I truly don't even remember it. I think I appreciate one. I just don't enjoy one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And five, like... You know, like the in, so insane it could almost be redeemed thing does work a lot of the time, and five was not that. It was I know it like, had me. It when I watched it again recently, it had me for the whole preamble with Cybok like mm-hmm. being Christ and pulling in followers, and then as soon yeah. as the the fucking Kirk storyline pops in, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> nah. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So my rankings are Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Mm. Um, Star Trek uh, uh, 3 Tokyo Drift is that the right one <laughs> um, no um, if only actually I'm putting 5 here whoa wow because this guy uh, and, I'll, and, then, and then I'll do 2 but I don't actually like 2 I don't like Wrath of Khan I like to listen to other people talk about two more than I like to listen to other people talk about any of the other ones. Oh, sure. But I'm with but everyone's you. obsessed with it. I don't love mm. two. I think two is good, but I don't mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then three, and then one uh, at the bottom. Um, but but the, th- the thing, why I put five so high is because yeah, I need I need some defense of this. Yeah, <laughs> is 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 precisely as you said the ridiculousness of it. There's there's uh like the 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 cast of characters where we have you know uh, a bunch of diplomats stuck on a world of universal peace and they just sit around and get drunk playing water pool with a three titted cat lady. That is a thing that does happen. <laughs> Uh, um, the, the, all the stupid Jesus allegories, the, 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 just, and, you know, I just love that line. What does God need with a starship? <laughs> it's I, so I also fucking love, stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. And I forgot that other characters repeat it. Yeah. So, like, famously, oh. it's Kirk. Yeah. He, he delivers that line. And then and, McCoy and think, says it. And then, uh-huh. and then Spock says it. Yeah. And it was, it's like, I just, I've always heard it in, in Kirk's voice in my head. And it's like, what does God need with Starship? <laughs> but then after like God zaps them or tries to zap God in quotes, tries to zap them. Then McCoy is like, hey, what does God, God need with, with Starship? <laughs> Hang on a second. Wait a minute. Logic would yeah, dictate I do love that, that God yeah. does not need a Starship to do anything. Oh, God. I I think you, might, you know what, Seth? You're, 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 I'm flipping. I'm flipping it. One is the worst. Five is the second worst. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No. I. I. I enjoy its ridiculousness. It is. It is. While it's very, very boring for the entire, I would say one third to maybe two thirds of it. The middle is just trash. Mm-hmm. There's so much fun ridiculousness at the beginning. Then you get very, very drunk, 
And then you end up with, what does God need with a starship? And See, I like, watched this yeah, in the middle of the afternoon. Right. This might be the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you spend the entire middle part just making cocktails. And mm. then, and then you know, you kill God with a, <laughs> with a fucking a Klingon bird of prey. It's fun. It's fun. It's stupid. I think it would be a yeah. fun movie to have playing in the background of like while you did other things with friends. See, and maybe this is the I one just that... need to hang out with friends again because it's been mm. so long. But because sure <laughs> this is the one, this is the one that I was looking forward to watching together the most, yeah. and this is where we totally ran out of speed with yeah, the watching it together. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, did uh, okay? So we we're coming off two Nimoy movies. Um, it, do we think that uh, what's his old fart uh, directing this one? Like uh, Shatner. Yeah, Shatner. Yeah, he doesn't know how to direct a movie. No, okay, he, so, yeah. he, he all all of the blocking was so terrible. It's awful. His... It's like they they just like randomly put the camera down so, and like <laughs> so like a high school play from it's, from it's the... that campfire scene. That campfire scene is like it's impossible to tell what's going on, and it's just three people sitting around a campfire. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? been done before. Yeah, <laughs> there's I mean, a manual for that one. Yeah, yeah notably in uh, City Slickers too, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Okay. Oh, that's the city slickers you're going to reference in this house. Uh Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, No, but 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 like as as like a a weird pseudo film film nerd too. Like the fact that the directing is so bad is also very fun to watch. Like looking for the like the ridiculousness in it. Like the fact that you know you start off the movie with Kirk climbing El Capitan. And then oh. it's clearly not Kirk. Oh yeah, then... I, I really I need to give a, a, a loving shout out to uh, the body double that they filmed doing that. Yeah, uh, having noticeably different hair, mm-hmm. like no. <laughs> they just that free solo guy. Like I don't I don't know, no but way. like fucking but Shatner has been wearing been like two. Even before Shatner started like losing his hair, Shatner was acting with toupees in the sixties. Like oh. they could have just put the same toupee on this <laughs> Literally guy, like off of him onto other guys. Yeah, <laughs> and then the close-up scenes are clearly him. Like the HD really helped out on this. Because... Yes, yeah, so you could see the matte lines real bad. Yeah, mm. you can see the matte lines, and you can see the 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 fucking Star Trek caves that they're climbing up are are mm. so fucking terrible. <laughs> the paint on them, yeah, it looks like uh, like a, that, a bad train set, like the yeah. kind that a kid puts together. Yeah, uh, the yeah. fact that Kirk doesn't even know the words to "row, row, row your boat" <laughs> in that scene, where it's like, yeah, you know that song, "row, row, 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 row your boat." Right, I I do, I kind of like. I think I think there's a there's an argument to be made that that's like a a joke about it's the twenty fourth cent twenty third century and yeah. and it's like oh you know cultural things get lost over time. But, yeah, but you sure. know like it's it's still like I don't I don't think that it was smart enough writing that they would include that. Yeah, I agree. So so uh, I I don't know. I I I rank it highly just because of its sheer ridiculousness. Even though I don't want to watch it alone again, (laughs) (laughs) it's scary. Yeah. Can you remind me how it actually ends? I know they kind of fight this god figure, and he like he appears with like a god face. Yeah, like a a white guy with a beard, god face. Like, do they blow it up? I can't remember. Yeah. So basically. God in this situation is some kind of universal criminal that had been trapped at the center of the universe 
Hmm. And he was trapped there because he's like an inherently evil monster. And that's why he wants the starship is so that he can escape and start raining havoc because apparently he is an omnipotent. So what they do is, you know, Cybok is convinced that he's God and has convinced everybody else that God exists, even though, you know, it's a future beautiful utopia where everyone's an atheist. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, then it turns out that this is a malicious nightmare creature and he starts torturing them. And then uh, uh, I think the rest of the crew has captured a bird of prey and just like saddle up to it and just shoot the hell out of God and kill him. (laughs) And, uh, And then they just like get back on their ship and are like, hmm, I guess it wasn't God after all. <laughs> this is another one like, who read this script I, I, and was like, this is the one. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I, I, I'm a Shatner. Shatner. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. He gets to kill God. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's, it's, it's so fucking dumb. Like, there isn't <laughs> even a conclusion, really, mm. other than them being like, yep, and now we'll go back to Earth, I guess, and retire, maybe? Who knows? I was going to say, if this is intended to be the last one, you need a medal ceremony or some, like, little, you know, you got to put a hat on it somehow. And yeah. Just like, yeah, they, I do. they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Six, <laughs> I do though. really... Yeah. There's they do yeah there you know the the music in all these movies are very good it was most of it was written for these movies like the TNG uh, theme song is the score from the mm-hmm. first Star Trek movie yeah um, okay but they they really don't use the original series theme yeah. at all yeah. like do they use it ever like no. and I really miss that like no they weird. didn't they they did like a, in in the motion picture they used sort of like a like an orchestral adaptation. But it even then it was just like light motifs. It wasn't the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little derailing there. But like, I yeah, mean, I, I I just derailed everything by talking about Star Trek Five for a while. <laughs> nah, dude, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I want to. Can I talk about three? Okay, and, yeah, and, talk and about three. What I yeah. do, do your do your three spiel because I ranked Here's... three pretty low. I know, I know you did. Mm. Here's the thing I appreciate about three. The first like half if not maybe two-thirds of three could have been a very interesting like ghost story where the ghost is grief like it's a very quiet movie about a bunch of friends dealing with the death of one of their best friends and like how different people handle this and like it's played up like a like a a a bly manor type like you know you're being haunted by your past or by the past sure. of yeah, of this violent yeah and like the, i really love that and I, I even if we end up with spock coming back if they could have done the whole movie like that mm-hmm. i think i would i would be like the the contrarian asshole who's like actually you know three might be the best <laughs> star trek movie secretly but they say, just go so off the rails and they they indulge in the stupid like action shit for the third one yeah. uh for the last part your of the thing movie would and it really buck the genre it loses me so much though like yeah I, you're right like that would be a compelling movie but it doesn't really fit in the like I feel like you it know. could have been like I, I I feel like um just after this TNG did sort of a two part episode that was kind of Is this about one where this. Picard gets stabbed in the heart. Oh no, that one's called Tapestry, and that was much much later. Um, that was a season seven episode. No, I was talking about <laughs> the one where Spock's father dies. 
Um, oh. So they 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 brought hit they brought that actor back, um, uh, who had nothing to do with TNG. This just continuity wise, but s- yeah. s- basically a lot of it is the fact that Spock's father is old and his brain is deteriorating and he's starting to go insane and and like them having to deal with how you deal with an elderly relative who is still there but is not really still there. That's some real ass shit right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like it's, story it's, it's a dementia. very yeah. slow, yeah. contemplative like dealing with the grief of losing a person even though that person is still in your life but really they're gone. And, the, and so, and that's Ooh. Star Trek three because, like, yeah. at the end of Star Trek two, Spock mind melds with McCoy, mm-hmm. and that's how they resurrect him partially. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're right; it's it's they're being haunted by someone who is there but isn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, like it's 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 mm-hmm. like the horrors of Alzheimer's, right? It's yeah. it's that oh, sort God. of allegory, yeah. right? That that fits so much better at a TV show though, where it's one week and then you still get a bunch of you know space to pad it out, like. If you know you're only going to do five or six movies, like to make yeah. one an entire bummer that has like a massive tonal shift. Absolutely, like, yeah. No, worst, I I, I think know? that it was the wrong place to. Well, mm, I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds in this. Where like I agree with you, Zach, that like you need to like you only have five chances of uh, for oh, a I'm movie. Not... But then yeah. also, I would have enjoyed that movie. Oh sure, no, I like Lee's thing too. I'm just saying, I, I'm trying to reverse engineer what the yeah process uh-huh. like. Well, was. good yeah. God, who knows? Because <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to bring in to bring in Star Wars comparisons again, the thing that like fans for years were complaining about is like we could just have new Star Wars movies that aren't about the main characters, and it's like genre <laughs> movies, but in like a western, but it's Star Wars. Yeah. And they did that with the Mandalorian, you know, yeah. or like this, and it's Star Wars, or that, and it's Star Wars, and it's like Star yeah. Trek did that. Yeah, yeah. and also That's... when Star Wars did that, everybody fucking hated it. Like Solo. Is terrible right. people don't like rogue one like yeah they oh, don't like actually rogue want one, that but, thing but they yeah. think they want that thing yeah um but like that's that's the like other than always at the end recapitulating to we need some kind of climactic resolution to this like mm-hmm. every star trek movie is like star trek one it's the hey uh we don't know how to do a star wars movie but you know it was popular a few years ago 2001 <laughs> 2001 mm-hmm. so we're gonna make a 2001 it's like uh, okay yeah. hey you know what people love fucking naval battles let's do that in space that's wrath of khan mm-hmm. hey you know it'd be interesting a ghost story about grief or or dementia essentially mm-hmm. that's star trek 3 star trek 4 is a fish out of water comedy uh, yeah like, <laughs> a fish out of water in like aggressively environmentalist comedy yeah, yeah, that is weirdly a comedy. I never thought of it like that, but it totally is. Oh yeah, yeah. Star it's Trek so fun. Five, yeah. a better, a better handled version of Star Trek Five could be like a, a movie about someone deal overcoming ego, like yeah, battling or, their own ego. Or, or you could and, make it a movie about zealotry and how like people like get into that sort of thing, and then you have to find they, a way to dissuade them. And instead, they just shot God to death. <laughs> yeah, and like the scenes in that when we when I was watching that, I think I was texting you. It's like the beginning of this movie where it is about that exact yeah. thing. I'm like the beginning of this movie is working for me. This is much better <laughs> yeah, than I first, remember. Like, like the first like half an hour is a pretty decent movie, even though it's bad. Yeah, yeah. and then just and then six six is a movie that's a courtroom drama. I was I was gonna say, can we talk about since we all really like six? Can we talk about six a little bit? Because I feel like no one talks about six. Yeah, yeah let's talk about six. All right, what do you want to talk about? Baby. Six, baby. 
Bing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, the, I, the diplomacy actually worked in this case. It wasn't tedious and boring. It was like they actually spent enough time on it to like get you invested in it. And I think it actually like finally right. You worked you, for you us. establish yeah. the stakes. You establish that you yeah. know like n- nobody actually wants to be here, but they're forced by circumstance to be at the negotiating table, just like the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. Can we like we we should this movie? The premise is the Klingon government. There's been a huge environmental disaster, and they realize that they have to push for um, the end of this constant neutral zone and war. So they need disarmament. Otherwise, their entire population is going to starve within 50 years. So they are asking for universal peace. And, and this did come out literally at the end of the Cold War. So uh, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that was very purposeful, yeah. <laughs> the Soviet yeah. Union fell uh, December 25th, 1991, so... Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, this there came out December 6th, 1991. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Uh, yeah, and it's like, it's it's Kirk. This uh, is December where December 25th, excuse me. The 25th was the end of the Soviet Union. It was Christmas... Oh, is okay. when the Soviet Union fell. So this was this was yeah. twenty days prior to the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Everybody could see it happening, right? But sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's topical. But like, sense. it's amazing that it came out so close yeah, to. For yeah, for sure. Weird. Um, but like Kirk, so this is where we we I think we all had this complaint of Kirk's uh, uh, son's murder by a Klingon comes back for the first time in like three movies to be like a motivating factor for Kirk. Truly the worst scene in any of these movies, he looks down, we do a real hard pan down to a picture, a photo in a frame of his son, and he reaches down and like adjusts it a little bit. And I was like, are you fucking serious right now? (laughs) (laughs) Really? His son who he knew, he knew in the timeline of these movies, he knew the existence of this person for like three months. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is my complaint in the first, like, so I, I think this is. Again, a sort of Star Wars difference. Like in Star Wars, they do all this like character building, relationship building because they didn't have a show. And in Star Trek, I think they're assuming that you watched the show. And so they, they kind of skip a lot of that like motivating stuff. And then also maybe they just don't have time for it. So like, yeah, the sun thing in three is fucking wild. Yeah. I, like he shows up and I mentioned before, but you're just like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Like, no. <laughs> like, well, we met him in two. Or sure. But yeah, yeah. He doesn't have much to do. No, but they like... do that too. Even interpersonal between like the main characters. I'm just like, there's no arc to any of this shit. Like, they're just yeah, like shoehorning everything in. Mm-hmm. It's all, it just feels very like fake and superficial. I think that's kind of the strength of Six, though, is that they trust you to know like it's Star Trek, it's Klingons, it's the Federation. Yeah. We know that there's like tension. If like, you showed up for one through five and you're now at six, like you're on board, just fucking yeah, grip yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, yeah. They, also fun. Christopher Plummer is maybe the my favorite villain of the movie series. Oh yeah, he's very fun. Yeah. Just quoting he, Shakespeare all over the goddamn constantly, place. <laughs> and it's constantly. so like I I think that they probably just told him to ad lib, and he was like, well, this is a thing I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like well this shakespeare quote works for this like oh you're calling it the undiscovered country you know that's a shakespeare quote yes we know christopher we know like <laughs> take 57 jesus christ <laughs> it's great though and then Cry like, havoc <laughs> and let loose the dogs of war <laughs> that was a very good line reading so it's it's oh, yeah. it was very fun yeah it's film accurate mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as uh, as no, like, i spin in a chair and I'm shooting <laughs> torpedoes at you guys. I uh, love how many spinning chairs exist in Star Trek, too. I, I fuck it. That's so great. They love a swivel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, fucking though, like, so the worst parts of this movie are Kirk and McCoy in a Soviet gulag, essentially. But while that's going on, after a movie about diplomacy and then uh, like a really cool zero G uh, assassination, we get a whole half of a movie about Spock playing Sherlock fucking Holmes. It's so good. Like, it's a cozy mystery. This is an Agatha Christie story on a spaceship. Like it's so fucking good. It's true. Yeah, oh, boy. It's true. Uh, yeah. I, that's I, true. I love there it. was I a literal know. gulag and there was a bunch of snow and shit. I guess the 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 parallels to Russia were not obvious at the time but should have been. <laughs> Turns out yeah. Mm, yeah, they were pretty yeah, uh, pretty I pretty mean we hard. are separated by a, lo- a lot of distance from the making of this movie. So True. Mm-hmm. And the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, but I I feel like the 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 Klingons were always sort of like uh designed to be vaguely Soviet. At least, sure. at least later, they're pretty severe. I mean, they're certain, like they're like utilitarian a they're a very they're a a, a, a warlike other right. with a very harsh sounding way... language, like mm-hmm. harsh sounding to an outsider, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it's beautiful, <laughs> naturally. Mm. Yeah, but I'm a problem. So you read the Shakespeare oh. and the original Klingon then? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I read Shakespeare in the original Russian. Uh, As God intended. What is it? Lady Lady Macbeth of Minsk province? Um, I, that's so really I have a question book, about that so. joke, I, oh. about that line. Hmm. I have a question about that line Which in Star line? Trek VI that Seth, you might know more about. The Have you ever read Shakespeare in the original Klingon? Is that just that character making a joke or is there like a, or is it a larger series joke about like lo- cultural diaspora and like, you know, it's like, ah, records show that this person must have been like this. And No, no, it was just a joke that guy was making. I mean, of course, <laughs> uh, uh, like by this, this point in 91, TNG had been on the air for four years, five years. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. true. Um, and, and early, early TNG went really heavy into doing what its lead actor did best. And that was being from the Royal Shakespeare company, right? (laughs) Sure. So, so Patrick Stewart constantly references Shakespeare. There's a couple of Shakespearean pseudo episodes of TNG where like they do like the, the Tempest and all sorts of things. It's, it's just like a through line. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't yeah. any more clever than that, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shakespeare in space. I get it. It's cool. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, one of the things uh, that I, again, noticed in six, and I recall us all talking about watching one of the previous ones together, um, was the uh, battle, the dress, and they have this flappy lapel thing, and yeah, it very do. much mm-hmm. signifies casual off the clock duty, and like, it's fucking <laughs> time to fight. And just they just flap it open, and that means like, hey, it's party time, baby! And it is so <laughs> consistent through all these movies. It's the yeah, most Kirk is, bizarre detail to carry Kirk through. Kirk is they always don't carry flapped, man. Yeah. yeah, and those uniforms were brand new, starting in uh, uh, Wrath of Khan. Right, right, right. Right. So, so that was uh, part picture. of the whole make it look like a naval battle thing. Um, right. Yeah, and then they just kept it for some reason, but. Before that, the uniforms like were extremely them. I, different, and after that, the uniforms are extremely different. 
The ones on the show are totally different. The ones in the first movie are totally different than even the ones on the show. And then, yeah, I these are my preferred Star Trek uniforms. I don't know. You sure. prefer which ones? The 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 red like velvet ones that the, with the flaps and like the turtlenecks. Oh, yeah, underneath. I. I th- I like them too for like a They're pseudo very Napoleonic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I I love yeah. a good flap, and also oh, yeah. like I love the pseudo like it is a pseudo military organization within a supposedly completely uh, peaceful society, right? Yeah. So yeah, because like the whole the whole the mission of the original show was like we're gonna we're on a research mission. It's a scientific vessel. We're off on five years to research other cultures, and it's like, but they're ship is full of weapons and everybody has military ranks like <laughs> right yeah like we're on a we're on a peaceful mission to go shoot some nazis in the past you guys want to kill god okay <laughs> i guess so uh, it's tuesday so i guess yeah <laughs> might as well yeah, i got nothing else going on oh my half brother has other... to tag along though <laughs> Ah oh, shit. Oh boy. Uh any other <laughs> movie specific things we want to talk about? Uh the only other thing that I noticed uh watching 6 especially is so again, I thought this was like a 20 25 year span, but as we mentioned earlier, it's only 12 years. The film quality and effects quality go leaps and bounds yeah. uh, through this like 12 year period. Like one looks like it was I shot think that's in a, that's 50s. true of the 80s in general. Yeah. I, I think it was just like right in that time zone. I agree, but mm-hmm. like watching uh, six, it was like almost a modern-looking movie. Like, I mean, the effects were a little corny and whatever, but like, yeah. but it looked real. And like the other one looks like fucking Dog shit. Arabia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's like oh, that's how they did it back then. Okay, whatever. Like, yeah, it's amazing how far they came uh, technologically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's our, our general thoughts about the movies. I have a very special uh, Zach-based question right here. Zach, would you boldly go where no Zach has gone before and continue watching other Star Trek movies? But I would. I mean, I was in for the, for the fucking long haul in the in the first place. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Again, getting more into the modern era. Like I felt gripped by Six because, again, it looks more like a movie that I would enjoy in the mm-hmm. mid-90s. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm down for the TNG ones. And I really want to watch the Kelvin ones again because I recall liking them a lot. Lee, you just watched one of them, as I recall, right? Like- I watched Beyond because it was the only Kelvin one I hadn't seen. Um, okay. Definitely oh, yeah, way better. It, it was definitely way better than Into Darkness, which Seth and I saw together in a movie theater, um, in a oh, real-life yeah. movie After theater. After walking for five miles, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it was, a, it was, it was a not time. through the snow, but it was hot. I don't remember much about it it's it's just worse wrath of khan like um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but beyond but i, I like bender smat snatch come come cucumber or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> dr strange it's yeah, a, yeah. It, it has <laughs> it does have pim's cup in it you're right um so yeah pim's cup. <laughs> the, the thing the thing though that i didn't like about th- about the third kelvin movie is kind of similar to what i'm talking about with some of these uh original ones uh it's like most of the way there to what I want it to be, but it kind of over relies on action instead of developing its story. Mm-hmm. Like three is very reliant on there's a big twist at the end. And I think it would be way better if they just revealed the twist in the first third of the movie and then let the movie play out. Cause like, it's an interesting villain on its own. You don't mm-hmm. need to surprise us about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, are we proposing doing this for the two fifty realm or uh, seven movies? This is actually more play? movies. Yeah, yeah, it's even yeah. more movies. Yeah, do you think we can? And do we'd it? have to watch I mean, Insurrection and Nemesis. Seven movies. We have a we have a Gregorian year to do this. Yeah, I think I can watch seven <laughs> goddamn movies. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm already most of the way through. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. I did. That's I did true. Just I did watch, watch Generations. Yeah, I watched same. Generations like this week, and after right. Lee watched it, because I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, mm. and then, that's uh, a movie that has some weird pacing. Um, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll talk about that in the future. But oh boy, in a year. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Spaghettios, um, yeah. yeah. exciting times. What yeah, are you guys? Uh, what do we? What are your wish lists for future treks? Like, do you have directors you want to see? Stories you want to see covered? Do you want the Kelvin oh, stuff yeah. to keep going? Do you want like what do we want? Anyone oh, who's not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Lee did mention that uh, before we started. Yep. <laughs> there's yeah, I mean, there's I'm been not for excited years. for that. It seems stupid. That years yeah. there's been this yeah. rumor going around that he's gonna make an R-rated Star Trek movie, and that seems like the worst thing you could do to a Star Trek movie. Like, why would you want yeah. that? Like, I don't need more violence. The cartoonish violence is good enough for me. Right. Like, Deadpool fills that niche. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Star Trek is fine where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking, Lee, you were talking about what you wanted three to be. And then I'm thinking like, what if we get like a Greta Gerwig directed, real contemplative, uh, plotting Star Trek follow up. (laughs) Well, uh, if you can cast, uh, Sheer Sharon in and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Laurie Metcalf. You're goddamn right. I think I I might. Of course. (laughs) Oh yeah. Laura Dern, throw them all in there. Oh, hell. Oh, Oh hell! <laughs> I I really want. Yeah, I'm down for that sickness. What a, like? I feel like there's been lots of uh, episodes of Star Trek shows that are Star Trek horror movies, and I don't know that I want yeah, a Star Trek a horror those, movie because yeah. maybe that's just yeah, maybe that's just Alien. But like, I mean, First Contact like has an, a lot of those elements. I guess that's true. There are, yeah, yeah like the like whole the, the, the first board half... in general are like a ho- a horror movie villain. Like, yeah, the first the first half of probably the first two thirds of of um um uh, uh first contact is very much a horror movie. Like, I definitely I definitely got nightmares from it when I first saw it. So I, I want more I want more genre exercises in my Star Trek. That's what I want. <laughs> Put yeah, that yeah. chocolate in my peanut butter. That's what I'm. That's what about what I'm asking like a, for. a a National Lampoon presents kind of uh, direct to video Star Trek? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that's got to exist, right? They do about a dozen every year, I think. So yeah, it's hmm. probably out there. What about a porno parody? No, oh, uh, that certainly exists. Oh no, it doesn't. Sure yeah, it there's no way that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Can confirm. Um, so anybody, any any final takeaways? Anything we want to leave leave people on here? Not really. I think they're worth watching. Like yeah. it was a fun journey for sure. Yeah, especially think... the ups and downs. Like we were talking about, the evens are good. Like it is a wild spike every time. Absolutely with, between each movie. So yeah. And I don't necessarily think that that holds true. The evens are always good versus no, no, the no. odds, but mm-hmm. like, but they're very f- different. No, yeah. regardless. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, Zach, it's a fair general comment, I think, but yeah. yeah. Zach, I think you should watch not season one or even season two of TNG and you would enjoy it. <laughs> you are not the first person to tell me that. Yeah, I, I, would, I agree. I think if you started at three, you'd probably like most of it just like sort of a background. I, I use it as a background thing because it's never that intrusive. And then yeah. also... Oh boy, it can get really dark and sad sometimes. <laughs> oh boy. I, I ingest most media as a background noise, so that yeah. feels perfect for There's yeah. there's an episode where uh, a psychic lady goes crazy over the loss of her uh first daughter who drowned and <laughs> takes it out on her second daughter. It's Oh my god. Guess what? That second daughter is Deanna Troy. Oh. oh okay i say that's like a fucking gothic novel like, yeah no it's 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 all kinds of nuts and then there's like there's i mean there's a couple of incredibly dark episodes that uh, i don't know cool it's it's it's, it's good tv anyway yeah. uh right. yeah i would i would watch them sure personally. so but. yeah and and i guess uh right before we finish up here i do want to say um Maybe which uh, original Trek character is each of us, and why is it unfortunately Chekhov? <laughs> All three of us are Chekhov. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like to think I'm maybe a little bit of a Scotty. You know, I'm a little hmm. put upon at times. I try to hold the the ship together yeah, a little you, bit. You definitely you definitely hold the ship together. You could make an argument for Seth being kind of Spockish too. Sometimes yeah, I, feel some... like. I feel like that's too easy though. All right, so, that's a fair. little yeah. a little Spocky, but yeah. uh, I think you got some Sulu in you. I could I was see you uh, fencing. Was I've seen you with a fencing foil. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I I feel like I'm the unholy love child of Spock and Sulu. <laughs> <laughs> Serve me up a slice. Uh, I know, right? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What about Zach? Zach, I want Zach to be Bones, but he's too nice. (laughs) Bones is pretty surly. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Bones or Scotty. I I feel like I'm kind of like the goofus uh, sometimes, which would be those two, I guess. Uh, I feel like is Chekhov the goofus. Yeah, Chekhov Uh, is the goofus. Chekhov is, is almost always in a good mood, and you usually are in a good mood. Sure. And I've heard from our very limited uh, listener base that uh, you, every time they hear your voice, are just like, I'm just so happy to hear Zach talk. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, Everyone loves you, dude. Wow. Yeah. That is because Because Lee and I will just talk about bullshit, and we'll get in this horrible cycle, and we need you uh, to stop mm-hmm. us from just That's talking fair. about yeah. the same things. Have <laughs> you ever been on a car trip where it's just me, Seth, and one other person? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know exactly the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was not there. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're just. You're just. Everyone loves you. You know. Yep. The, Where were these people in my childhood? God damn. I mean, that, <laughs> that's wonderful to hear. But I'm surprised. I will say. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've we've kind of done our Venn diagrams of what characters we we are and yeah. and hope to be, I, I think we should end it. Um, this episode uh, is either going to come out um, right before we kick off a, a mini series um, with friend of the show Marielle, mm-hmm. um, which you know you'll find out about when that starts, or it's going to come out right after that mini series, yep. and you already know what it's about. Um, <laughs> sure enough, it's yep. true. Yep, keeping the goose flowing know, for sure. Yeah. 
uh, you know, to stay tuned for uh, a goof that is barely, yeah, barely one. It's, it's, um, we, we love it, and that's the only thing we've ever cared about. So. Yeah. Or thanks for coming back after you had to sit through that. What, you know, uh, which, or get ready for the Thunderdome, bitch. Fair <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, faking movies, we are and will forever be your podcast God, fuck i was trying to do I, mm. I thought you had something and you clearly didn't i was doing the spock's death line and then i yeah. fucked it up and i was yeah. like do i want to make a joke out of it or do i want to like do it for do real and- sincere yeah well uh you found that happy medium of nothing <laughs> oh just like our show a happy medium of nothing that's Nailed our new it. tagline and that's the cut <laughs> perfect Oh, dear. (laughs) 